Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Welcome on back to the Wine and Gold Talk podcast. I am your host, Hayden Grove, joined as always by Chris Fedor. And this week... We have a very special guest. Uh, he was nice enough to join us this afternoon despite some technical difficulties. Um, you will hear him and Chris on the phone because we couldn't figure out how to do Zoom. Uh, technology was not our friend today, but again, we, we very much appreciate him coming on and joining us. Uh, we are joined today by none other than Northeast, Ohio, Northeast Ohio's very own Larry Nance Jr. Larry, thank you for joining the podcast. How are things? Uh, you're you're right here with us in Northeast Ohio. So how are things uh, in in the area? Things are good. I appreciate you having me on. Um, yeah, like you said, I'm I'm still still local. This is where I live. You know, summer, spring, you know, winter, fall. This is where I lived in LA. So um, yeah, I'm, I'm still here. I don't plan on going anywhere anytime soon. Things are good. You know, things are. If my only complaint is being bored, it's pretty good. Did you get the basketball hoop set up? The basketball hoop is set up, and it, it's it's in the driveway. I can't say I've used it too much, but it's out there. It looks good. Well, can I, can I ask you this question? I mean, Chris and I were talking about this last week. Like when you're when you're out there playing basketball in your yard. I mean, do you have like neighbors, like kids that come up and like, hey, can I play ball with you, or is it just you chilling out there by yourself? So we're actually uh, we're actually fortunate enough to to live in a fairly secluded area, so. You know, if I if I go out there and shoot, the only, there's only one set of neighbors that sees, and they're they're uh, you know seventy plus years old. Oh, okay. So I don't think they, I don't think they have too much interest in, in shooting hoops with me. Hey, you never know. <laughs> you know what? I'm gonna go ask. Yeah, why not? <laughs> I, need, I need someone to play some defense. I work on my ball handling. <laughs> That's right. I was gonna say get them get them out there, do some one on one type stuff. Make right. sure they have gloves and masks though. <laughs> well, of course. So, Larry, now that the, the off season is here for you guys and there's uncertainty about what the next steps are going to be, if there's going to be a second bubble, if there's going to be mandatory minicamps, things like that, what, what is a typical day for you like in this kind of environment when you're trying to, one, enjoy your off season, but also continue to work towards the following season? So, for me right now, I have been back in the gym uh, for the past three or so weeks, um, more so, more so for you know, for ease of mind than anything else. Um, I mean, we're, there's no certain, like you said, there's no certain you know, when next season starting. If we have mini camps, so like right now, you know, I'm just um, doing some weight room stuff, making sure my body feels you know tip top shape, and uh, so that 
so that whenever the time comes when there's a definitive date and I can start, you know, start hitting the court to, to work on some skills and, and uh, you know, I, I want us to turn, I want us to, you know, do, do body maintenance before that. So I'm just, right now, it's just weight room work and, and kind of waiting for the next step, really. So you are in the facility? Yes, I am. Okay. And is it still kind of is it still kind of the same way in regards to all the you know precautions that they took, um, even with you know not I mean I'm assuming there are less guys there than there were. Well, it is the same for uh, in terms of you know masks and gloves for all you know for you know the, the, the trainers and everybody that's there. But for me, it's great because I'm the only one there. I'm the only one going there, and so it's uh, I kind of have free reign of the place. Um, normally they tried to, you know, when they had guys coming in there, you know, two sets of eight, you know, two sets of four or whatever, you mm-hmm. had to get guys in and out of the gym, shuttle them in and out real quickly. So it's just me. So I get to kind of, you know, I get to leisurely mosey and take my time and kind of do whatever I want. What have the conversations been like either with the coaching staff or your teammates about um, getting through this time and even if they have any information on what they think the next steps are? So... The information, if anybody says they have information on what the next steps are, they're lying. That's that's the way I kind of look at it. Like, mm, none of us know. None of us know what the bubble is going to turn out to be. None of us know what the spike is going to be. So, nobody knows anything. But for now, you know, I'm I'm talking to, you know, at least somebody every single day. And, and, uh, you know, it's more so just like, hey, man, you know. Looking forward, looking forward to seeing you next. Looking forward to getting, you know, getting back to work. But you know, just what are you up to and all that type of stuff. It seems like everybody's doing some kind of working out. Are you going to have? Is it fair to say, Larry? Is it fair to say that the mental challenge at this point is is more difficult than than what the physical challenge would be? Oh, one, yeah, one hundred percent. I mean, this is, uh, you know, this is. Uh, this is super rare. I mean, this is the longest, this is for me, at least this is the longest I've gone without playing basketball in my entire life. And, um, and hopefully will be the longest I have to for another eight, nine years. But, um, but in terms of like, for me getting back in the weight room, getting back in the gym, it's not really about staying physically ready because there's nothing to stay physically ready for. Right. It's more so just giving myself something to mentally cling on to every single day. You know, mm-hmm. giving my like a reason to all right, I've got to get up at this time every morning because I've got to I've got this to do. To where, you know, the first couple weeks, months of this thing, it was just like sleep until one at one PM if I feel like it. Stay up until three because it doesn't really matter anyway. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, the biggest, for me, the biggest challenge has just been, like, mentally coming up with ways to keep myself, keep my mind engaged. What have, what are those, kind of, some of those ways that you've done? I mean, are those, do you have, like, a routine that you try to stick to, or are you just kind of winging it? So, to be honest with you, I'm, I'm kind of, so now that I'm back in the gym, it's every Monday through Friday, I'm in the gym at, at 10 a.m., uh, lifting and all this type of thing. But um, other than that, yeah, I mean, I've got, you know, we have, you know, me and my wife have different things that we have tried to do around the house to focus on. Um, one of our projects was getting one of our dogs to lose weight, so we did that. <laughs> um, 
I mean, and he looks great, by the way. Kyle looks terrific. Oh, fantastic. Um, um, you know, it's just, it's just, it's just something. There's something every week that we kind of look at, like, um, all right, here's what we're gonna, here's what we're gonna do this week. You know, I probably once a week we have the the whole Nance family over and cook for them, and mm-hmm. just, just something. Always got something going. So who have- does the cooking? Is it you or Haley? Um, Josh, it's definitely not me. Anybody is it takeout? It's not for lack of trying. Like I, okay. I, I've tried, and it's just that's just not in my wheelhouse. But Haley's very good at it. Um, my dad is an excellent grill master. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, my mom is, is on point with the with the with like the desserts and stuff like that. So nice. my job is basically to call them and, and invite them over and then eat. That's it. That's not, bad. <laughs> that's, not that's not a bad gig. No, not at all. So I mean, you've been pretty open about your your battle with Crohn's, and and you know it's it's been something that you've kind of put time and effort into. How is how have you been affected that way with your dietary? Um, with the diet that you're having during this course, I mean, is, has it been easier because you're cooking at home more? Is it been more difficult? I mean, how has that been? Oh, it's, it's 10 times easier. Yeah. It's, it's 10 times easier. Um, you know, being on the road and, you know, getting into a hotel at, you know, at one thirty in the morning and then having to figure out some food before you play the next day. And, you know, it, that to me, that is so much harder to find something that doesn't, you know, something that fits my, you know, my, my restrictions, um, just because it's whatever's available to you eat. So around home, I can, I mean, look, I am the DoorDash king. (laughs) (laughs) Do you have a specific go-to? Oh, which one? Um, I mean, I, I think I've, I think I've, my, just, just me has kept our local PF Chang's open. Um, There's a, there's actually a little sushi spot uh, down yeah. here as well that, that I I know Cleveland Sushi yikes but it's actually really good um, and then I don't know Haley's a big fan of uh, she's a big fan of um, like 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 a Chili's Applebee's type place to where like she can get pasta and I can get you know whatever else mm-hmm. there's a lot of options alright so when when you Look ahead to what's next. You said that you don't really have a great idea of that, um, and nobody does, and, and it makes sense because I think they're still trying to figure it out, and they're probably trying to figure out like how the bubble is going to work and whether it is going to work in Disney before taking the next steps. Um, but when you think back on this season, um, how do you summarize what went down with the Cavs this year? Oh, gosh. I, I kind of view it as what I've been trying to do is view it as – as a team wise, I try to view it as two separate seasons. Okay. Um, you know, just because you know the first the, the first point of the season obviously didn't um, didn't go as planned, and, and we had a whole lot of bumps in the road, and, and, and just not the right um, situation in place. But um, granted, the, the quote unquote second half of the season only you know was only five games you know five games long, but left a lot of promise mm. and uh, I feel really good about about you know hanging my hat on what we did at the end of the year um, but individually you know, I, I kind of 
do the same in terms of separating it. You know, it's a very it was a very two two sided season to me. Um, you know, the first half uh, started started pretty well. Um, started pretty well, and then there was a solid you know month and a half, which we've talked about before. That right. um, that 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 you know I felt um, I felt misplaced and. Uh, you know, needed needed some time off, took some time off, and then came back and, and felt like uh felt rejuvenated and, and you know, felt like I was just gonna all right, I'm gonna play my game, I don't care who likes it or doesn't like it. Mm-hmm. And and uh so that second half of the season right there I feel I felt really good about. I felt like I established myself going forward as, you know, I can be more of more of uh you know, more even more versatile than I was and, and more of a offensive threat than, than more people than people have seen me to be. Larry, how is this? I mean, it, you, I kind of look at it kind of like you as two different seasons. Um, and, you know, you coming off of a normal season, you're, you, you're like, all right, we played 82. We had a great end of the year. And then this season, you kind of did have a much better second half, but then it gets cut off. Is that, can you still carry that momentum from that positive energy that you guys created in the second half to whenever December, October of next year, I mean, just having so much of a layoff or is it going to be a completely new mindset going in and you kind of have to forget about the, the stoppage of play? Um, no, I don't think, I, I think it's, it's going to be, we're going to be able to carry it over. Mm-hmm. It's just got to be very, it's got to be actively done. Yeah. You know, we can't just sit around and hope that like, well, you know, good, we did that. So let's just go into next season like that. You know, we, we, uh, you know, when more things start to get start to settle down and, and definite dates get put down, you know, we we do need to all get back in the gym together, and we do need to you know go back and watch some of the film and see what did and didn't work and why it worked, and and um, you know just kind of you know just kind of some things like that, you know, because chemistry doesn't happen out of nowhere, and so um, you know I think once. I think it's got to be once our roster kind of gets set for next year, um, we can we can go explore that. But I, I also think yeah, I also think just kind of talking to the guys like that promise is still really carrying over in our minds. You know, like we all we all hated that that season ended because we were on the verge of some really cool things and and uh, felt like we had turned the whole season around. There was a whole new. A whole new attitude and, and, and environment around the gym. So, um, I think I think you've got a lot of people really excited to get things started again. Larry, I know you've been in the NBA. I don't I don't want to say for a long time, but you're one of the veterans. You kind of like bridge the gap between the veterans and the younger guys. But you're more experienced, and you've been through more than somebody like Colin Sexton and Darius Garland and Kevin Porter Jr. Right. So, Given the challenges of this year, and we've talked about them, was there a lesson that you learned that was new um, in terms of this experience? Um, I did. I did, and it was very much so, um, it was more of an individual lesson than anything else. Um, You know, for me, like, at the beginning of the year, I kind of let, um, or, you know, when, when things went south, I let them go south, you know, I let them go south pretty heavily, you know, just like through this, I'm, you know, I, I can't, you know, I need, I need, I need, I need time off. I'm sick of this. You know, you guys aren't this, you guys aren't that. And, and, um, 
and then coming back the second half and, and, you know, playing the way I did and how I did, I felt, I felt like I learned more about myself as a basketball player than all, all other, the other four years that I've been in the league, just because, you know, I, I was sitting kind of sitting around kind of waiting, you know, like, okay, well, you know, when this happens, then I'll do this. Or if this happens, I'll do that in turn. And, you know, what I, you know, the second half of the season, I really felt like and learned more of like, hey, what's going to go make, I'm just going to make this happen. You know, I'm, here's what I'm going to end the game with. You know, in terms, you know, I'm getting 10 rebounds this game. And, you know, I don't know what's going to happen in the game, but that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, the fact that I was able to set certain goals and achieve them night in and night out, I learned a lot about myself. I learned that lesson about myself. Uh, and, and that's something that um, I hated that the season was ending because it was just getting better and better and better. So I, I'm, I'm itching. I'm itching to get back just because uh, I'm really interested. I'm really interested to learn where that lesson takes me. How disappointed were you that you guys weren't invited to Disney? Um, the competitive side of me was, was really, was, it was and is, you know, really upset about it. You know, obviously I see everybody there getting a chance to compete for something bigger and I want to be a part of that. Right. But, but the, the family aspect and, uh, and probably the human side of me is not that upset about it. Mm. Um, you know, those guys are going to be there for, you know, months without, getting to see, you know, I, I don't have kids, but getting, without getting to see their kids, their wives, their girlfriends, whatever, you know, whatever they have, they're not going to get to see them. And so, you know, this is, this right now, especially, you know, I get to, you know, I get to be around my parents, my sister, you know, my brother's all the college now, but like my wife, and like, this is time that I wouldn't necessarily get in a normal year. So I'm trying to, I'm trying to make the most out of it in that sense. So like competitively, yeah, I'm sad I'm not there, but, um, as a human, like as a, as a just a person, I'm 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 okay. Like I'm I'm enjoying, I'm enjoying getting to do things that I wouldn't normally get to do. And I know you have some friends down there in the bubble right now. Josh Hart comes to mind as is one of your closest friends. Have you talked to him ab- about like being in the bubble and, and trying to help him through it and what it's like for him down there? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, we talk just about every day, and and it's. You know, for him, it's just, he's one of those, he's a very social person. So for him, this is, yeah. this is tough. And, uh, you know, I, I can only sympathize with him. And, you know, so we talk every day and he's just like, man, like this is, it's, it's okay now. Like I'm, you know, it's fine now. I'm okay now. But what's going to happen, you know, what's going to happen if we make the playoffs and we're here until, mm. you know, we're here until, you know, however long it could be. And like right now, everything in the bubble, like everything's good. Everybody's you know fine, good spirits, all that stuff. But you know, I just I just think the longer this thing goes on, and the more you realize like the reality of what's actually going on, it's it's going to be tough to keep that optimism. And so I'm just trying to you know just trying to you know play video games with him or whatever it is, just to <laughs> kind of keep his mind off of like yeah, you're going to be there for a while. But do you have any? Do you have any? Doubts, or do you hope that you know that it's going to work down there? I mean, obviously, you know, you discussed the, you know, every individual is going to have their ups and downs, and but as a whole, do you do you think that the like from everything you've heard, do you think the protocols are going to be in place to where it's going to work and it's going to work well, or do you have doubts or, or hopes, or where are you at with that? Um, I think just I think if you know if somebody said they didn't have doubts, they'd be lying. Yeah. Uh, 
you know, that's that's a it's something that's never been done. It's something that's not even almost been done before. So, um, you know, yeah, of course I have doubts. You know, who's going to, you know, are these guys actually going to abide by the rules? Are, you know, are, you know, if are we going to stop, I think I stop ordering DoorDash. Are, you know, <laughs> these little things that, that, that we all wonder. Yeah, I wonder the exact same thing because as, you know, I just know if I were there, I know a few guys that aren't going to be able to abide by those rules. And so I think for all of our sake, I gosh I hope it goes well but you know just as everybody kind of should and, and it would be as normal like yeah there's some there's some definite doubt I was wondering about this the other day Larry I was just thinking out loud so given everything that the league is is trying to do in order to get the bubble to work and in order to finish the season and crown a champion does that at all make you think about 2020, 2021, and the steps that may have to be uh, taken to, to get you guys to play a season next year and, and how challenging that could be, or, or even if it may not happen, because if they have to go through all of this just for 22 teams in a bubble in Disney, like how do they get 2020, 2021 as normal as possible? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've definitely thought about how and if next year can be played. What I think it's you know if if this gets done right next year, next year is going to be is is going to be played. But I also tell you what if, if I'm a if I'm an owner I can't I'm not optimistic about you know about doing next year if if this does if the bubble doesn't work mm. you know because that's just now you're you know now you're worried about. Now you're worried about the financial aspect of things, which you know in the NBA that's uh, that's what this is one of safer businesses, you know, safer businesses money. Uh, we make a lot, of, you know, there's a lot of money to be made in the NBA. Yeah, and so um, yeah, like uh, the bubble. I don't know. The league's putting a lot of a lot of the line, so I hope it works. Um, I hope it works, man, because there's there's there could be some drastic effects if it doesn't. Yeah, I think we all I think everybody's kind of in the same boat. I mean, that's kind of the funny thing. I think that this whole pandemic has been a great equalizer because it, it, just in my opinion, it's 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 it seems like nobody knows. Nobody knows exactly what to do. Nobody knows exactly how to how to act, how to react, um, you know, and it kind of puts, you know, even the guys like LeBron and bigger, you know, bigger names and bigger stars in the same boat as, you know, anyone, because the, we just don't know. We don't have enough information and uh, I think that you made a good point. Like if if we say if you said there's no doubts, I mean there's definitely a lie there because we j- I just don't think anybody knows how anything's going to go, um, be it a month from now, or two months from now, or even into next year. Right. No. Exactly. I mean it's it's that's what I mean if anybody says they know what they're they know what to expect, they're they're just lying to you because it's it's just it's just something that is is. Yeah, I, I hate using the word that everybody uses. It's just unprecedented, but it is. It's 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 something that you can't you just can't uh, you can't really put a put a time limit on or put a price on. It's it's man, it, it, it's tough. Like I just I, I'm glad I don't have to be the one making these decisions for the bubbles. <laughs> how how what has um, JB how has JB been during all this? I mean, how big has he been for you personally and for the team and for? kind of just keeping morale high and keeping you guys together. Yeah, Jimmy's been great. I mean, he's been great since he, uh, since he got, you know, since he got the job, he's been, 
um, really good in terms of you know relationships, obviously, but mm-hmm. but even in terms of uh, you know this, just like having somebody that you know is, is kind of understands what we're going through. You know, he's you know so uh, closer in age range to us, and and he's uh, you know he's he's very accessible. So of course, there's a lot of question marks about about what's going on and if this, if that. And he tries to answer it to the best of best of his ability. So he's been. He's been great, and I think uh, you know, we'd be worse off without him, that's for sure. It's interesting that you bring that up, um, because everybody that I talk to, including you, will, will say the same thing about JB. He just has a way of connecting with people in a unique way. What What is it about him that allows him to do that? Gosh, I, I think... Um, I think a lot of it is his... A lot of it is how close he is uh, how close he is in age to us. Um, a lot of it has to do with his um, his experience. You know, he's he's young, but has been around. You know, mm-hmm. been around a lot of teams, some successful teams, and you know, has has we all know his pedigree. So, um, I think I think it really helps. You know, it really helps a young team, especially when you've got a guy, um, a guy that everybody believes it I think and, and that's really the biggest thing is like we're all you know it, it, you've got you've got to want to play for the guy and JB JB does a really good job of making you want to do well for him so if you guys are going to take that next step as a team uh, to get to the point that everybody wants to get to um, in playoff contention fighting for the eighth seed, um, if they have another bubble, being one of the teams that gets invited to the bubble instead of being left out, what is it going to take for you guys to get to that point? Uh, number one reason, number one thing, better defense. Um, better defense. That's that's. I mean, that's the obvious first and foremost. You know, you don't win by giving up 120 points a game, right? And so. And so I think that's that's where that's where this all kind of has to start. And uh, you know, I think I think honestly, I think our rosters we're, we're talented. We're talented as you could as you could hope a team to be. Really, we you know we've got we've got whatever you know anything you want. We've got we have twenty point scoring guards. You know we have we have really good we have really good vets. We have um, we got a lot of good stuff on this team. And so I think it's. Uh, the onus is now on us to uh, to put it all together because you know it's not for, it's not for lack of talent that's for sure. Larry, you you've been saying that actually since maybe the beginning of last year. I think it was the off season. You and I talked in um, Las Vegas, and you were really happy about the team that you had going into the year. So not to keep going back to what happened this past year and and the downfall early on in the season, but like with with your belief in the talent that, that is in that locker room with you, is, is that something that made it harder for you guys um, when you were losing games the way that you were by the margins that you were? Yo, 100%. Okay. 100%. So, like, if, uh, you know, when I was with L.A. and we were, you know, we were struggling a little bit, like, I, we could look around the locker room and go, all right, you know, like, we, we just don't have what it takes to compete in the West right now. We just right. don't. But looking around our locker room, we we have more than it takes. We have more than we need to compete, and so the fact that we weren't was just that much more 
it, it was more disappointing than frustrating. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. you know, in, in LA, I wasn't so disappointed because, you know, we, we didn't have the veteran leadership. We didn't have the, you know, the talent. We just did. But here we have it all. So seeing that we hadn't put it together yet was just, it, it very much so added to the frustration. More so, more, probably more than just, than just outright losing did the fact that we shouldn't be. Mm-hmm. Larry, when you talk about defense, um, it's a question that I have a lot uh, about just the NBA in general because we've seen now teams are scoring more than ever. Night guys are going, you know, it's every game pretty much you see 120, 130, and you said that can't happen. So is it more? Is it more of? You know, is it more of an effort thing? Is it more of a technique thing? Is it more of a you know being in the film room and knowing what people are going to do, or is it just sometimes you can't really. Like a guy like James Harden is, is just going to be able to kind of beat you off the dribble because he's James Harden. I mean, how does that work in terms of getting better on defense? Is it more effort, more technique, or just more time put in? Um, it's it's all of it, really. Um, James is going to get forty. Yeah, you know that's just you kind of got to go into the game knowing James Harden is going to get forty. Like we're going to we're going to do our we're going to do our damnedest to stop him. But he can get 40. Like, that's just, you've, you've got to kind of know that. LeBron, you know, same way. Bradley Beal, the superstars are, the superstars are superstars for a reason. But it's the guys, it's the in-between guys that we can't let go for, you know, go for 27 and 10 on us. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because that's that's who wins the games. Like, you know, if we play, you know, if we play the Rockets, obviously James is going to get hit. James is going to be James. Russ is going to be Russ. But we can't let, um, you know, we we, we got to limit PJ Tucker's corner threes. We have to, re, you know, and, and stuff like that because that's how you that's how you beat a team. And so, what what we're really bad at right now is the guys is the guys that are supposed to score score, and the guys that aren't their job really isn't to score. They score too, and uh, that's and so it's 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 hard to it's not like we're bad at one position defensively. That's that's everybody. Mm-hmm. At this point last year, you were talking about wanting to take your game to the next step individually. You were talking about becoming more of a three-point threat. You did that. You were talking about improving your ball handling and, and being more of a playmaker and getting those opportunities. You did that in the second half of the season when you got those opportunities to, to right. operate offensively like that. Um, is there some focus that you have going into this off season, um, whenever the, the actual off season, I guess the off season has started for you, but is there some focus um, that you have specific like that, like you did last year? Um, I mean, yeah, obviously, you know, obviously I want to keep, you know, I want to keep up with the, with the, you know, keep up with my, with my shooting and, and keep mm-hmm. making sure that, you know, that, that doesn't, that doesn't end because that's going to be, that's going to be important for us you know, important for every team going forward. Shooting is spacing is is is, is life in the NBA. And so yeah, of course I got to keep up my shooting. Um, I think it just kind of depends on what our roster looks like. Like if we have, you know, if we have more, you know, more playmaking and, and more, uh, you know, more ball sharing, you know, more ball sharing players, then yeah, I, I can kind of you know take a backseat role in terms of wanting to be the ball handler and stuff like that because, you know, I, I did it those past two years because it really needed somebody to, to, to facilitate. Yeah. And, um, you know, while it's definitely something I can do, that probably won't be a major focus going into this year. Um, 
I also we also need a roster to get set to really know what position I'm going to be keen keying in on. You know, is it going to be the four? Is it going to be a lot of the three? Is it going to be more some five? Like, I don't I don't know that right now. You're a core piece of this group. How 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 much conversation does does the front office have with you about taking the roster to the next level and input when it comes to that? Uh, none. Okay. <laughs> um, you haven't reached that status yet, then. No, that's. Uh, I don't know if. No, I don't know if that's. I don't know if any of us kind of get. I don't know if any of us get that. Get that said yet. But that's, I mean, uh, you can you, you can tell me if I'm if you don't want to answer. But I mean, obviously, you said you know where you're going to be in roster construction. Have you talked to Tristan? Do you have any idea of what his thought process is going into free agency? I mean, obviously, it's a very different uh, free agent time, um, but certainly that'll have an effect on you and the effect on the whole team being, you know, that he had a veteran presence and he kind of plays in a similar position. I mean, have you had any dialogue with him? Have you been keeping up with him at all? Uh, Yeah, I talked to Tristan, just talked to him, you know, just talked to him today. Um, Mm. Yeah, but in in terms of what he's doing next year, I, I... Look, if I had it my way, we would have we would have signed him back yesterday. But you know, that's just that's just not uh, that's not how that's not how this business goes. I just you know, the only thing that I keep kind of reiterating to them is like, dude, we want you, we 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 need you back. Like I keep telling them, we want him, we need him. Like you know, but of course, you know, that's that's something that regarding his future, that's not something I don't want to be. He shouldn't be listening to my advice on. I was going to say, is there a line with that? Because obviously you're friends and you can talk about those kinds of things, but at the same time, it's a business and it's his decision and free agency is different for every guy and they might not want everybody to be on top of them saying, hey, where are you going? What are you doing? What are you thinking? That sort of thing. Yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not actively. I'm not actively asking like, hey, man, where are you going? (laughs) That's not. Uh, again, like you said, you don't, you don't want that. But at the same time, I, I do. Uh, you know, he knows. He knows. He knows. I love him. He knows I want him here. But at the end of the day, like I also, he, I hope he also knows that um, that I, I want. You know, what's best for him. And if that, if, if, if that's uh, if that's not being here, that's fine. If it helps, your next your next pitch can be like, "Hey, man, if you really want your jersey hung in the rafters at some point in your career, like my dad, you know, you have to stay here and you have to continue <laughs> to climb the all time ranks in team history." <laughs> yeah, that that you. Know, I mean, that could be that could definitely be something I say. But hey, look, Jack, I, I'm a bad person to ask on that because I I want him I want him up there right now. Yeah, yeah. Chris but, and I have had that. Know, we've had that discussion about you know him being in the Raptors and moving up to the ranks I mean that could be part of it but obviously there's certainly there are many things that go into it yeah of course of course but he's uh he, he knows he's somebody that I want here he's no he knows uh he knows he's somebody that that, that Kevin wants here he knows the, the, the people that make decisions want the people that you know if we have an opinion we want Tristan back that's and then I think every single player would agree with that I mean, on the other side of that, Larry, how tough would it be? Like, where where would his loss be felt the most if he doesn't resign here? Leadership, leadership. I mean, yeah, Tristan, Tristan, 
Tristan has the has the ability to to kind of fight for guys, fight for what guys want, even if even if we don't. He's got the player's voice pretty well handled. Gotcha. He's got the player's voice pretty well handled, and that's uh, that's something he's been good at since I've since I've known him here, and and uh, you know something that hopefully hopefully he'll get to continue doing. Now, obviously, not to, not to mention his you know, how he played this year, which was ridiculously well. Yeah. So, Larry, so how much of your offseason at this point has involved watching soccer? Now I was, that it's I back? was just about to say. <laughs> literally, literally all of it. I mean, it's been it's been the best. It's been the absolute best. Um, just because there's been soccer all day, every day, and it's yeah. I've been I've been taking full advantage of it. My wife is is sick beyond belief of, of soccer. <laughs> So who, I mean, do you, I obviously you have your favorites, but who do you, I mean, do you watch everybody? I watch every single game. Yeah, I don't care. If, <laughs> I don't care if it's Chelsea. I don't care if it's uh, Juventus. I don't care if it's Bayern. Like, if there's a game on that I can watch, you better believe I'm watching it. I know you were planning to go um, to Europe. That, that can't happen, right? I don't, I don't know what the rules are. <laughs> Right. Even if it could happen, I am not stepping foot in an airport. In an airport. <laughs> nah, I'm not going for that. But, well, that's yeah. got to be a bummer. I know you were looking forward to that, though. Yeah, of course. I mean, that's that's other than the other than the season. That's probably the most you know the thing I look forward to most about you know about ending and, and about starting years and finishing years. Just you know, getting to go over there and. And uh, you know, see some friends, watch some games, and, and and enjoy it. When do you think you're going to get to a point, Larry, where, where you're comfortable um, doing some of the activities that you were able to do pre-COVID? I wish I ah, gosh, I wish I could tell you. I, I don't know. Um, okay. I don't know. I think it's gonna. I, I, I would need more I think I would need more I need to know more about what the virus does to you oh, like, obviously, obviously we know the symptoms we know that but like now you know there's reports of like if you get it it could, it could potentially have a lasting right. a lasting you know damage on your you know your heart or whatever it is so I, I would need to know more of that before going anywhere because you know you know what if you know what if what if this thing is pretty serious down the road? Mm-hmm. I, so I, I uh, you know, I, I for one am going to be on the more cautious side. That's for sure. Yeah, I think that makes sense, especially given the situation that you're in with with yeah. some of the stuff that you deal with on a daily basis. Yeah, exactly. I mean, there's no. I mean, I just see. I don't necessarily see the point. You know, with the suppressed immune system, I don't see the point. I don't need to go to restaurants that bad. I don't need to see people that bad. I'm okay. Yeah, as the, I mean, as the king of DoorDash, I think you're okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I also will put uh, self-proclaimed. So, you know, self-proclaimed king of DoorDash. All right, so a couple other things before you get out of here, Larry. Um, Disney Restart, who do you like? Oh, gosh. I. So in the West, if I the Clippers, I mean, okay. I've, I've, been, I've been with them all year, but I think the... I think the a- the AAU open gym type atmosphere probably benefits them the most. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I just, I think they've just got some, you know, I think their play style really is really, uh, it leans heavy towards that, that AAU open gym type. And out of the East, actually, it, it might, I'm, I'm a big fan of the Heat. I think the Heat are going to be really good in the restart. Really? What do you, what makes you think them? Just their style? They're style, yeah, they've got, the, you know, it's, it's that hard-nosed, uh, it's that hard-nosed style of ball that I think that they're going to really, uh, they're going to really, people are not going to want to deal with that show right now. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> that's a team that can be bothersome in the regular season to, to most exactly. people, and, and now all of a sudden you're ramping it up in a, in a postseason after so much time off, and they're probably going to play harder than most teams, most nights. Oh, not probably. They are going to. Yeah. That's just and then, who they are. There are so many conversations that radio hosts have and columnists and other writers around the country about whether there should be an asterisk on this season because of everything that has interrupted and, and whether this champion is going to be a quote-unquote true champion. I'm curious the player's view on that sort of thing. No, if you win, you win. That's That's how okay. I see it as. I mean, I think Giannis said it, you know, do you agree with what he said because of everything, because of all the circumstances, you know, everything that's going on, that it's going to be maybe even like a harder to win and you may even get more of a, you know, notoriety because you won in such a crazy, problematic time. I mean, I definitely think that it's, I don't know if I think you get more, but, um, there just definitely shouldn't be an asterisk. I mean, it's it's an NBA championship. You're, you look, you're playing best of. You're going to play the same best of series. You're going to, you know, it's going to be the same players. It's going to be the same that everybody's put in the same situation. Nobody's given an advantage. And, and you know, if you win, you should be treated as the winner. Do you pay attention at all to college basketball and draft prospects and things along those lines? I'm curious if you've watched any of the guys that are coming out um i have not watched any of them but um i do uh i haven't watched any of them so no but i i know like who were you know who you think that we'd be drafting like i know all the guys around our pick gotcha you have a favorite I, I do, I mean, just like play style, I do love the way, I do love the way LaMelo Ball plays. Yeah. Um, love the way he plays. Just unselfishness, obviously knows the game real well. Um, and you know, I've been around that family before, so I'm, I'm a huge fan of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he, he's probably my favorite in the draft. Um, but, you know, that's also a little bit of, what do we need versus what do we want type thing. So, right. I, you know, I, I don't know. Obviously, as a, as a basketball player, I think uh, Obi Toppin, uh, he's, he's fun to watch. Of course, I love him. Um, you know, not just because he went to Dayton, but, like, he's a freak athlete, and I can, yeah. I, I can appreciate that. Um, uh, those are really my two favorites, though. 
I would say those are those are my two favorites. You know what's funny, Larry? I was talking to an unnamed executive, uh, not from your team, but an unnamed executive about Obi Toppin specifically. And you know what? You know what player comparison they used in the NBA for him? Uh, it, it, it wouldn't shock me if it was me. Yeah, it was you. It was you. <laughs> there you go. It, it, that that wouldn't shock me if it was me. He's uh, of course I'm a fan of his. Why you know? Everything points. Everything points towards me being a fan of his. And plus, I've never met him, but you know, everything I've heard said he's a said he's a great guy and everything. So yeah, you know, I wish him. You know, I, I I don't know if I don't know if here would be the best spot for him, but you know, I think uh, I think he's gonna have a really bright future. Do you see your games as similar? Oh, I mean, at one. One thousand percent. Not necessarily anymore, you know, because I play I play differently now, you know, and all right. that stuff. But like in college, we were very similar. Yes, mm. very similar. Except obviously, you know, he's you know projected you know top five, and I you know whatever. <laughs> 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 we'll, we'll leave it at that. You, you catch my drift. Yeah. Well, Larry, we can't thank you enough for joining us. I don't know if Chris has anything else for you, but uh, thank you. No, so much man, I'm good. For, thank you so much for taking the time and for dealing with the, the uh, technological issues. Um, we appreciate it. Um, yeah, give your family our best and hope, you know the best of health and safety for everybody. I mean, I, I know we're all kind of in this together. Definitely. Much appreciated, guys. Thank you for having me on. Yeah. All right. This is the One and Gold Talk podcast. We will talk to you next week. Thanks once again to Larry Nation as the dogs <laughs> The dogs go berserk as the broadcast ends. Sorry, my wife just got home. I apologize. No, that's perfect. Perfect ending. Thank you so much, everybody. Take care.